All right, record is hit. Hello, welcome everyone. Welcome everyone to the monthly call and welcome to Peace On, your source for inspiring conversations and information from thought leaders across the spectrum on topics related to the strategies of building peace, fostering nonviolence, and creating a world that thrives, shifting our understanding toward empathy, compassion, and connection. My name is Terry Mason. I'm on the board of the Peace Alliance. And Dan, why don't you take it away? Well, do. Thanks, Terry. Um, so very warm welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us. It's wonderful to see everyone's faces. Um, the plan for this evening, um, as you may have heard, this is a time of transition. Um, I've been doing this work, uh, facilitating this call monthly for about a little more than eight years. And uh, we're going to be passing over that torch to Kathy Kidd. Um, we're going to facilitate this call together and then next month's call together. And after that, it's going to be in Kathy's hands. And, and Kathy is someone who was the national field director for the Peace Alliance <clears throat> for several years, um, about 14 years ago when I was a state coordinator. And I think many of you probably know her, and that's why you're on the call because Kathy did such a wonderful job of taking care of the leadership and the field of this organization that I really feel we could not be putting this role in better hands. Um, so also joining us tonight is Terry Mason. And uh, Terry's one of the presidents of our boards of directors. And what we have planned is that for the next little while, Terry and Kathy and I will be talking about this transition and then we're going to ask you all to engage in some conversation about um, what has served well for these monthly calls for you and for our field support um, and what you might like to see in the future. So we really want you all to have a voice in what the next generation of these field calls and this field support may look like. So part, part of how we're gonna do that is by going into breakout rooms and inviting y'all to have some conversation um, and then come back and report back. And then we'll have a report, once we hear some of those report backs, we'll also have a report from the Department of Peacebuilding Committee and Nancy Merritt will be offering that. And we Nancy also will have a, a special uh, memorial announcement because one, one of our field heroes has passed on and you wanna make note of that. So that's the plan for the next 55 minutes or so. Um, and we're, we're joined by so many um, luminaries in our, in our field that I, I want to start naming them, but I'd be naming the whole call practically. So I'll, I'll just let you gaze lovingly at each other for now until we get into discussion and pass this over to Terry to kind of launch our conversation. Well, thank you, Dan. It's such a pleasure to be here tonight. Not, not, I mean, not, it's always a pleasure to be in these national monthly calls. I'm, I'm always so excited for whatever happens, whichever speaker shows up and all the amazing news that they share and information they share about the peace building work that is being done out in the, in the world and the communities that we all live in. But this call in particular is just so special to me. Dan has been a part of the Peace Alliance since its inception, since the very beginning. And um, in my experience with the Peace Alliance, Dan has been this constant heartbeat throughout the years that he's been a part of the organization. There was a time when he even moved from Florida, his home in Florida, to Washington, D.C. when we had an office in D.C. 
so that he could hold the position of national field director on a very formal basis for the three years, four years that we had an office there. And, and, and then when we shifted back into a virtual environment, he continued the role. He continued that role. So he's been available to our entire network, all of you, um, ongoing for so many years to, to be um, available for questions and for interest and for conversations. And, um, and I've experienced him grow throughout this time. He's invested more deeply in his experience in restorative justice in Florida. He also has in, in gone deeply into the study of empathy. And he's carried those things into the work that he's been doing with the Peace Alliance. And I'm delighted to say that he is not actually leaving us. We won't allow him to leave us, but, but he's, he's gonna take some different kind of a role with us that we have yet to define, but he's kind of, yeah, I think he called it a sabbatical. He wants to take just a little bit of a break. He's got a lot going on in his life and he wants to take a little bit of a break. But we are forever grateful to Dan and will always be and will continue to be for whatever new form his participation takes with us. So Dan, if I were in the same room with you, you would be getting a giant bear hug from me around your waist because you're so bloody tall. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's always been a delight and I'm delighted to be here with you tonight. Kathy has been with the organization almost as long and has been a participant even in recent years um, where she hasn't been as deeply involved, but she's always been there. She's always been part of the network and part of our community. And we've always known that we could reach out to Kathy for any kind of a conversation or to brainstorm or just to get thoughts and ideas because she always has such gems to share. And Kathy, she did hold the position of national field director, but she also almost single-handedly organized our 2009 conference in DC, which is our last big conference that we had there. And I, I remember, I'll never forget her so elegantly, masterfully, seemingly without any stress whatsoever, moving through the conference day to day and making sure everything was happening. And I would stop her once in a while and say, are you okay? No, I'm not, I'm going crazy. And she just never looked like it. <laughs> she, she looked so calm and relaxed and serene. And she just brought this energy to that conference that it, it carried through everything that happened. So we are, as an organization and personally, we are so thrilled, Kathy, that you are coming back to be a part of us in this way. And I just, um, I just want to open up conversation with both of you. I mean, it, Kathy, what's it like coming back? Well, I'm very excited and emotional because I, I you know, this has been um, very influential on my life and who I am today. And the people that I've met here are people that I love and, you know, have watched from afar and have admired their persistence and passion and, and Mine flagged and wavered for a while while I was doing some other things, but especially like the Department of Peace campaign and, and everybody that has kept that going, uh, Nancy and Geraldine and Karen and, and uh, others that, I, that I'm not mentioning, but I've just you know been so admiring of them and what they've done and, 
and everybody that's held this together for all these years, this, this uh, Peace Alliance has heart that nobody can, um, uh, it keeps beating, nobody can stop the beating heart. And I'm especially grateful and happy that I can step in for Dan because I love him a lot too, we all love him. And he does have such great heart. And um, so, yeah, and I'm glad he's not going far. So, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, so I'm very excited to be doing this. I'm excited to be serving. I'm excited to be back in deeper and closer connection with people that I love. And uh, I'm a little nervous too, you know, because I want to do a good job. So, so yeah. Well, you have all the support in the world, as you know. Yeah. So, Dan, what, do you want to share any thoughts and feelings you're having right about, right about this minute? Yeah, I, I do. I do. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting kind of chills and, um, and I'm feeling a lot of gratitude. And I, I kind of, I think some folks on the call know some parts of this, but, um, and, and maybe a lot of people have parts of this in common with me, but the Peace Alliance has, has really been a window for me. It was sort of like a graduate education in the world of peace building. It was, I, and I needed it. You know, I, I had been politically active before, um, but I, I had gotten somewhat jaded. I had lost a lot of faith in mm -hmm. what could be done in the world and through mainstream governance. Um, but when I discovered this movement um, to promote peace building tools at every level, um, through policy, through promoting things that work, through shining a light on effective strategies, it, it met my needs for grounded, effective hope. And that, that was a powerful, powerful healing and supportive thing for me. And then I, I started learning about the nuts and bolts. Where are the programs? What's being effective? Learned about social emotional learning. I learned about restorative justice practices. We, we were trained at that time. We had a monthly call with Mickey Cashtan in, in NVC or, or empathy based communication so that we would use that with our elected officials. And that's continued to be a, be a thread throughout the organization that we, that we endeavor to walk our talk. And that has really kept me here as a, as a home that, that we do our best to, uh, to, to be the peace, to be the change that we wanna see while seeking effective strategies to promote this stuff. So that has really guided my next steps. I went from there to more and more learning about restorative justice practices and, and trainings to where I, I just, absorbed and, and got a lot of other skills and find myself still relying on those things to give me hope in the world. It's shading that in light of um, So I, I share that partly because I think a lot of people probably can relate to connecting with these practical, inspiring directions. Um, and also just to let folks know that this is a kind of a real bedrock contribution to what I'm able to do and what I see and, and contribute to in the world. Um, yeah, and just very much like you said, I, I really appreciate that it's Kathy um, stepping in and, and it's, it makes it so easy and natural. It's rekindling an old friendship basically and giving us the chance to cooperate around this. And, and Kathy also, um, from what I understand, has been devoting herself quite diligently to studying and practicing communications around race um, and looking at how to move forward productively through these really challenging times. And I think it's really timely. And, and Dee as, as well, Dee Shanti, our, our managing director has also been very devoted 
to exploring and developing um, these, this awareness and communication skills and integrity. So I think with the two of them in leadership positions um, and forming you know, a board that is already highly predisposed, of course, to embracing and moving forward with, with what we can do to contribute to healing and understanding and justice, uh, that really bodes well into some interesting times um, for the Peace Alliance coming up. So I'm excited and I, I think it's perfect that it's Kathy. Thank you, Dan. <clears throat> I'd also like to add that one of the reasons I love the Peace Alliance is because it does call us to uh, bring forth our own inner peace and work, work for that and toward that and be that at all times, which nobody can be that at all times, but it's something to strive towards. So that's another reason I love being here. Yeah, and very true. I mean, it, we all are, I think, striving for having peace be in our hearts at all times. And it's, it's not, it's not, nothing's perfect, you know, but I think it's the, it's the journey of doing that, that, that we all enjoy so much, especially doing it together. So we're going to go into breakout rooms. Am I right, Dan, Kathy? Yes. And what are the questions that people are going to think about while we're out there? Yeah, so, yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, we, we really want your input, your feedback, and it's a, it's an intimate group. So, so it'll, I don't know what, what the plan is. It could be perhaps three people per room. Um, but we want you to share with each other, A, what have these calls and this connection meant to you in the past? So how has this served you or fed you? Why, why have you come? You know, why are you here? Um, and B, what would you like to see moving forward? What, what angles, what approaches, what kind of speakers? Um, so if the, the three of you in the room could each have a chance to share that with each other. And then if one of you is sort of can be designated to report back once you come back into the room and share with the rest of the group what you discussed, then we'll hear some from, from everyone basically. And uh, if, you have a, if you want a mechanism to pick the person to be the reporter, um, you can choose the person whose birthday comes soonest after January 1st. So if that helps you to pick a reporter, that can be your mechanism, unless somebody just really wants to be it, then go ahead and, and go for that. Uh, so two questions, what has this call been for you? And what might it be? What might this, this mechanism, this service do for you or for the world moving forward? We want your visions. And we're gonna give people how much time? It's now 8.45, we're right on schedule. So we're gonna give people about 20 minutes, um, 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, we'll sort of try to take a temperature. That should give you about four or five minutes per person to answer both questions. Okay, perfect. Um, I just wanna mention that and if you're on your telephone, you can unmute yourself when you get to the breakout room by pressing star six. And if you're not on camera, if you have bandwidth to do so, please put your camera on. It's a lot nicer to talk to somebody's face instead of a black box with your name on it. So I would appreciate it if you do that for people. So we're gonna to go to the breakout rooms now. As Dan said, we're gonna to try to make about three people to a room. Um, it doesn't always work out. So if, if, if you get, if it looks like it's out of balance anywhere, I might send you a second invitation because I'm trying to make it right. So if you get a second invitation, join it. It's a good one. Otherwise, just take the first one. You're gonna get a little thing on your screen saying join breakout room three or whatever number it is. And then we'll come back in about 20 minutes. Ready, set, go. Uh, 
Terry, should I accept that invitation? If you'd like to, or you can stay here. I guess since we're not doing live stream, I might as well go to a breakout room. It's up to you. Okay, I'm gone. So I see a few people here in the big room with me that didn't join your breakout room. Would you like to join a room? Carolyn, Mara, Dan, Mariana, John. Let's see. John, I just sent you an invitation to a breakout room. Thanks, Terry. I don't know what you're going to be talking about, but we'll find out. You'll find out. They'll fill you in. Thanks. Sure. I came back because I was with a number and they were muted and they didn't respond. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me find a different room for you. Oh, actually, that gentleman, John, just went to your room. So I'm going to invite you back to the same one. Okay. Only I can't. It won't let me do that. <laughs> so let me pick a different one and I'll do the same for him. Did you get the invitation? There you go. Mariana, you're still with me. Would you like to join a breakout room?
and I am walking, or walking, <laughs> Lydia and I are driving over to Target, which I think may be somewhere in your direction. We're turning right on Van Nuys, and um, I think it's a Tepulveda and something or other. Oh, yeah, I think it's the one you and I drove by. Anyway, um, if I'm in your neighborhood and uh, you're around, I'm going to do a drive-by if um, that would be okay, and just shoot a little biscuit. Maybe give them a sniff to the fence or something. Anyway, um, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hello, Jean. Hello. Hi, how are you? Beth. Good. Good. And I see someone with a 651 area code on the phone. Yes, this is Beth Blick from St. Paul. Oh, hi, Beth. How are you? Good. Who am I talking to? You are talking to Terry Mason. I am co-facilitating the call tonight. Everyone has gone into breakout rooms, but we're going to come back in just two minutes. So you can hang out here with me. Um, I heard that we're starting now at 7.30 to 8.30. Which time zone are you in? Well, I'm in the central time zone, Kendra told me. Yes, that's that's correct. So we're about okay. to wait for the call now, but in just one minute, everyone's going to come back into the room. So you, everyone will be here and you can get caught up what we're doing. What we're doing is transitioning the lead of this call from Dan Khan to Kathy Kidd. And I'll just stay on the line. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah.
Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. That was fast. It whizzed by. Fast is 20 yeah. minutes you spent all day. I was like, 20 minutes? How? We're not going to need that much time. No, we oh. yeah, we, could, we could have gone longer. That's <laughs> Well, welcome back. Well, who would like to share what's alive for you? What came out of that? I can start. It's Lori. Hi, Lori. Hello. I'm so sweet to see the faces. <laughs> so um, what we came out of for our, <laughs> hey, there's my Dan. I feel like I was the Steve Van Zandt to his Bruce Bankstein for quite a few years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, what we came up with in our little group, I kind of got it down as quickly as I could is um, what, what those, uh, what the gatherings have meant to us and what the group is, is um, a peace community to belong to, um, a structure to hold us accountable for actions, um, a place to keep informed, and instructions. Specifically, we talked about Dan's instruction on writing letters to the editor uh, and how much help he always was and how powerful you feel when you get something published. So that, that's pretty cool. And... Uh, as far as going forward, um, we talked quite a bit about cities of peace. Um, two of the folks in my group have, um, are interested in the cities of peace and pursuing that, peace polls and cities of peace. And then also, um, and this one pretty much came from me as, and where I've been putting a lot of focus is in anti-racism and allyship. And um, we have an indigenous population, you know, larger indigenous population where I live mm -hmm. and um, working with land acknowledgements and things like that. So that's kind of some of the things I would, uh, our group, you know, came up with for going forward. Well, thank you. Lori. And then we ran out of time. <laughs> See? Wonderful. Thank you, Lori. Mm -hmm. Who else would like to share? I, I could go next. Great. So I begged my partners in crime to be the reporters, but they wouldn't do it. Um, so they're supposed to tell me if I misrepresent what I say. Um, <laughs> so I was with uh, Lewis and Mara, and um, all three of us are from California. So we were from the uh, Seal Beach area and Mount Shasta, and then I'm from the Bay Area. And um, Lewis and Mara... Um, haven't been on a whole bunch of calls, but um, have been involved, you know, know about the Peace Alliance and have been on some calls. So uh, sort of what came out about this, um, Lewis likes breakouts. I said, we typically don't do that on these calls, but he likes them and um, getting to know people more one-on-one. -on -one. Um, he, in his community, he lives at a, a leisure world Seal Beach, which is a community of 8,000 people, and they just recently had an incident where um, uh, the, somebody wrote a really not nice letter to one of the Filipino couples who lives there. Oh. So that 
brought to mind, um, it, he thought it would be really nice. Uh, some of our topics would touch on uh, building inclusive communities and addressing that whole aspect of what's going on. And um, Mara said, um, she's one thing she focuses in on is language, languaging and trying not to have, um, like not talk about protests, but think of a different word. So we thought of gatherings for peace or dialoguing for peace, um, but uh, more on how to do that. And um, uh, yeah, just really around that area, I guess. And um, I think that was the main thrust of what we had some ideas and stuff, but that was the main part, so. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you, Nancy. Uh -huh. Who else would like to share? What's worked in the past? What would you like to see happen going forward? Don't be shy. I can go next. Um, I managed to get selected or select myself to be our <laughs> So it, I was I was with Kathy and Matthias and John, and um, what I what I gathered was that um, Matthias, I mean, yeah, well, it came out of my mouth, so I'll just go with it. Uh, what Matthias would like to see is a wide range of perspectives moving forward um, to to really get a sense of what peace means to lots of different kinds of people, so that we know um, like different actors in different situations. How does peace come alive? Um, so but would cherish that sort of broadness of, of perspectives and experiences. Um, what I heard from John was, um, this echoes some of what I heard before from another report, that there's some basic challenge in our language, in our language structure and how it's used, um, that we tend to, to create um, opposition or seek difference. Um, and that, that's sort of a, a, something of a, a deep challenge, but that there's, there's learning available. There, there are learning to be done perpetually. And that's something about um, taking on a servant approach that um, if, if people are trying to rule, that's the, that's the path to hell. And if people are trying to serve, that's the path to heaven. So really being a servant is kind of key for moving forward. And uh, from Kathy, I, I heard that um, in the past, what has been very valuable has been sort of a strategic, uh, effective um, organizing direction that, that these calls really were tools to keep people fired up to, for organizing and activism and, and um, for really kind of fine pointed achievements. And, um, she's curious about what that will look like moving forward, that there's some mystery around how does this energy get actualized and what is it moving towards? Um, so that's something to be explored and developed um, to, to sort of sort out what is the, some of the end goal or the, the direction or the purpose that this stuff is moving in. Um, yeah, and uh, we didn't get around to me. And, uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> that's all right. Um, I, I was just asking questions and reflecting. So I'll, I'll pass the mic for now. And, and uh, it was plenty of opportunity for me to have input. Okay. I see Dee has raised your hand. 
Thank you. So yeah, I was in a room with, uh, let's see, Kathleen and Barb and Bhavna. Um, it was Bhavna's first time on one of these calls. She's been trying to get on here uh, for a while. And so she was excited to finally join us. Um, and I believe Kathleen was um, a, a relatively newcomer. Um, and Barb had been on for a while. And I think what I remember us talking a lot about or, or a fair amount about was just the role of women um, in, in, in this time. Um, one of the funnier statements was that, you know, it's women's time to lead the way. The men just haven't figured it out yet, <laughs> which I think is pretty funny. Um, and, uh, and just talking about um, that peace building, it, 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 that there's a, there might be more traditional categories of, of what you would expect peace building to be. Um, but that I feel like, you know, I, I, we were, we were contemplating about whether or not there were other paths to peace that may not be, if you ask somebody what's peace building, you know, they might think about, well, you get rid of war and no more military. And, you know, there might be some general statements that people would make about what peace building is, but um, we were exploring the idea that there, that there are other avenues for peace building. Uh, and what are those, what are those maybe non-traditional ways? And, and I, and I, uh, my own little caveat to put in right now is that if I think if we really thought about peace building in non-traditional ways, I think we would find that there's a there's a lot of us out there that are peace building um, on on the regular, um, either in our jobs that really maybe don't on the outside look like they have anything to do with peace building um, or in our personal communities. And just how can we expand on that and how can we build on that? So um, so everybody in my group was excited to be on the call and I hope everyone will be able to come back for, for future calls as well. So that's all I have. But if I forgot anything, y'all pipe up and let me know. Thanks, Dee. Barb? You're on mute, Barb. I was in that group and I'd just like to add one thing that occurred to me as we got cut off because we were, <laughs> we never knew 20 minutes to fly so fast. <laughs> and that is that I think if, if there were a question which is, what is, what is a concept of peacemaking that you hold? I think there are probably lots of people in this, on this call that could contribute a very interesting program and challenge people or you know, start discussions about languaging as one way to do peacemaking or different things. Um, we, had, we were surprised to have authors in our group who, could have, who have written about this and who maybe could run a program and put a question out there and tap the, the uh, talent of the, of the people that are on the calls as, as say primary speakers, have us step up and say, here's, here's what I could offer, here's what I could offer and maybe use that as the program beginning. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, thank you. Anyone else? Anything bubbling up for you? Something burning that you can't possibly keep inside? I can say something. I just say, I am so thankful that I met Dan those many years ago. Because mm. he has my life and 
given me a purpose. And even though, like I said, I've been a little slack in the last few years, I still believe in this. And I always has. Thank you. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for Dan and Lori, um, both. But I remember the first time I met Dan when he came out to Champaign County. Um, and it was big. And I'm so grateful for that. Who is that? <laughs> Deborah Walters. Hi, Deborah. <laughs> Long time no. Thank you for those kind words. Yeah, nice, nice to hear your voice. I can say something when it's when it's appropriate when you're when you're finished, Dan. And, and uh, uh, go ahead, Charles. I was with Judy, Geraldine, and Susan, and things we talked about were how do we build a coalition of peace groups. Uh, another idea is we need a march. And another idea is war. War and violent means of getting stuff, solving conflicts is economically driven. How do we present a case and persuade the power elite of the US that peace is more profitable than war and violent means of accomplishing or solving conflicts. Mm. Thank you, Dan. That's, that's, that's a very compelling topic. Yeah. But I believe in the beginning, you guys have those numbers. Yeah. You have those numbers have a, a long time ago. That was a yes, long time ago. Do. You did. The cost yeah. of war. Peace yep, index. You did. Put out, uh, did all kinds of research. Yeah, we, we've got documentation. Mm -hmm. Documentation on the costs of war. I don't, I don't know if we focused on the cost of violence. I don't know how much we focused on the, the economic benefit of peace, peace of peace building, how, how mm -hmm. economically powerful it is to, to promote cooperation and, and yeah, to to show what proactively what the cooperation and conflict resolution can do. I, I think it did include the cost of violence, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But at this point, it probably yeah. needs to be updated because I, in view of what's been going on lately, uh, that's all is so relevant. escalated beyond belief. <clears throat> well, it's, you know, costs are different. Did I say something? Yes, of course. So this is Bhavna. And uh, I was just thinking, uh, you know, we want to create peace, but so much is happening in different communities. We don't get to hear till, you know, somebody shoots or something and or it comes on the news. So basically, if we started spreading peace, um, you know, having peace leaders in different communities and connecting with them and trying to see how we can, uh, create that in that community because every community or every town, you know, not just meeting with the town uh, people uh, or the members in the town committees, but actually seeing how we can create peace in that town. So starting 
I mean, I feel we need to start from here and then with different uh, throughout the country and have more people join this so it can create a bigger impact and faster impact instead of just, you know, all of us thinking. I, I do have a wellness business and I do see a lot of people who, uh, you know, are not peaceful or are going through some things in their personal lives. Mm -hmm. But if we start to help and create like, okay, we have this town, let's have one person in that town, connect with people and let's reach out to everybody in that town. You know, mm -hmm. if we can talk to the town um, committee members, let's have a phone call, go to every house that we will have this person in that town talk about it and maybe we can get some speakers who could create that piece, you know? So we start with every every uh, town and then we start to bring all the towns and the states together and then make it at a bigger level and then go international mm -hmm. because we want to build peace in the world, but we want to start off at this level because that is why if there's some, we talk about equality and racist, racism and all that, but if people have hatred, it's in those communities where we don't go, mm. you know? So there are a lot of people like me and you who think about peace, but there are people who don't. So mm. if we can reach those people and, you know, take away their thoughts about, hey, what do you mean by peace? And why are you not peaceful? So if we can have that come in where they have an opinion and they can talk about it and we can help them to clear that you know and so we can actually stop so much violence which is going on and actually stop wars in the world but it's like we need to have um you know we could have like each one of you um be that states uh i would say the leader and then we connect with different towns in that state and talk to the committee but say three four people we create a group of three four for people who would talk with that uh, community, committee members, you know, and so that they would know that we are coming from an organization which is trying to create peace, if not just one person going and talking. So that would allow them to say, okay, we believe now in what you're trying to do and we will support you. So that can get faster, bigger, and we can actually create an impact. And then we can also start with reaching out uh, internationally, Europe and Asia and different, you know, countries. Now everything is on Zoom. So we can reach out to them and say, hey, we would like to meet with people in those countries and we would like to connect with. So it's good to connect with local people instead of, you know, just um, one leader or one thought leader, because then they're just talking about themselves. So if we connect with the local people, and then involve them in this and make it like bigger, faster. Mm. Really interesting. I, Thank you. And I think what she was kind of talking about, that's what the city, the city of peace is about. Like you, you go to your community and you do the proclamation and you let people know that, you know, I mean, I know it's more involved than that, but that's a start. Like, cause you've already, accomplish that city of peace mm -hmm. then you make sure that they are all know what that means mm -hmm. so i think that's a very good good part like 
once you do that, that you can make sure that they all are on board on that for that city. And like you said, one little step at a time. Mm, right. So uh, just just a thought, like, I mean, this is, I'm just throwing out a thought and we can all grow on it and have mm-hmm. everybody's input come in. So if we are like 16 people, we could do four, four, four and say, okay, you're going to take New England, you're going to take, you know, South, you're going to take, and we can just divide okay, these are the states you'll take, these are the states so-and-so will take. And if somebody needs help, this four can team up with this four and connect, you know, or if there's like, okay, there's a board meeting here and we need all our team people, then everybody goes on that. And so that they see that we are an organization and we are trying to create that. So that's a a wonderful idea, Bhavna. And and I'd love to explore further, but we're getting close to the bottom of the hour. And I know that we need to provide a couple of minutes for Nancy sure. to give a Department of Peace Building update. Yeah, just as a lead into Nancy, I wanna say a, a lot of, I appreciate all of that uh, that was just raised and advocacy for a Department of Peace Building can go hand in hand with, with what was described because mm-hmm. it really maps out the world of peace building uh, so that someone can see, oh, this is what peace building can look like. So with that, I'll hand it over to our superstar on the Department of Peacebuilding Committee, Nancy Merritt. You're on mute, Nancy. Okay, thank you. Um, there's a lot going on in the uh, Department of Peacebuilding universe. Uh, the new bill um, was introduced on February 18th, and since that time, uh, a lot has happened. Uh, one of our co-sponsors, one of our former co-sponsors, Deb Holland from New Mexico, uh, was appointed as the Secretary <laughs> of Interior, and she's the first Native American uh, cabinet member uh, ever, and she's awesome. <laughs> so we're really excited about that. Um, we just a few days ago lost uh, one of our co-sponsors, uh, Representative Alcy Hastings from Florida. Uh, who has co-sponsored the bill nine times in a nine times in a row, including I think one of the last acts he did before he died was to sign on to this bill uh, in this Congress, and uh, he's just been an amazing um, crusader for civil rights and peace and human rights. Uh, and I, I remember going to his office in Washington D.C. and on on the on his door he had a sign that says this office belongs to the people of the 20th district of Florida. So we're, we're sad about his passing. Uh, Dan mentioned, um, we also lost um, Bishop uh, George McKinney in um, San Diego, who has worked with our San Diego Department of Peace Building Group and Kids for Peace and supported everything they've done for years and years. And uh, He's just an awesome person. He's been in the ministry for 74 years. He's been at his uh, church for 59 years. And um, he wrote a letter uh, to Juan Vargas to help get him on as a co-sponsor. And in that letter, he said that he was often called upon during times of turmoil and distress to be a voice for reason and peace. 
and uh, that a department of peace will mean choosing uh, peace over chaos, love over, over hate, and friendship over enemies. And uh, we're thankful for his life, sad for his passing, and we hope to have one of his sons on uh, to speak about him in a future call. Um, and then another good piece of news um, is that uh, the California Democratic Party is on the verge of endorsing the Department of Peace Building uh, as a party, as a state party for the fifth time in a row, consecutive time. And um, thank you, Geraldine Stapleton, who's on the legislation committee and has pushed, uh, had a huge part in pushing this through. So uh, we'll be getting that endorsement um, in about a month, I guess it is. May and it's Geraldine's birthday today. And happy birthday, <laughs> Geraldine. Thank you. My present to you is not to sing. So <laughs> May 2nd, you'll get the final official approval of the entire uh, California delegation. Yeah. And this <laughs> right is now on the right now as of Sunday, it's on the consent calendar. So this is the only statewide party that has been so supportive. And um, anyway, it's a big, it's a big deal. Um, and then uh, we're going to yeah. wrap it up. It's we're at the bottom of the hour. So is there like one last thing you have to say? Well, there's a lot of last things, but uh, <laughs> we will be ha we'll have about 18 co-sponsors on the bill by tomorrow. And um uh, you know, write your congressperson. So call the switchboard in DC uh, to get their number 202-224-3121. Uh, and um, I just have to say to Kathy and Dan, um, so the announcement called you Mr. and Ms. I really don't think of you. I thought you were just Kathy and Dan. Uh, <laughs> but but um, I just wanted to, I've observed before that peace building is like the California, Hotel California. It's, it's a lovely place. And uh, you can check out anytime you want, but you can never really leave. So I thank you for being um, partners and mentors and compadres and teachers and fellow travelers. So thank you very much. Amen. Well said. Thank you, Nancy. Um, I really appreciate everyone's contribution to this call. It really has been uh, such a lively and I think fertile uh, exchange of possibilities. So thank you so much everyone for sharing your, your perceptions and your dreams and your perspectives. Um, Kathy and I will be co-hosting the May call together. So uh, please come back and join us, tell your friends, share the link. And um, so this is not goodbye. This is till next time. And I'm gonna hand this over to Kathy to, to bring us home with a closing quote. Uh, so. You're on mute, Kathy. Oh. This is from Richard Tarnas at the California Institute of Integral Studies. We're shaping our own souls and the collective soul of humanity by what we are doing today. Everything we say, do and feel is going into the soul of the universe and will go on in new forms that we don't know yet. We don't know how it will unfold and shape the world, but have great faith and trust in the cosmos we are in, in this magnificent earth community that we are a part of, and in the great human experience that has brought us forth. Everyone today who is alive is alive for a reason.
Hmm. Thank you all. Thank you all. Feel free to unmute yourselves and say goodbye. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today at Peace On. We hope that it inspires you to engage in dialogue in your larger community. Peace On is brought to you by the Peace Alliance, found at peacealliance.org.